So we're going to do today a review of uh, the Sicha in volume 17, Vayikra 1. We started a new Chumash, right? We started the book of Vayikra, we started, and it talks all about Karbanot. Now, over here I have the first thing, I have a picture. Can you read? This is a picture of the Torah scroll. Can you make out the first word? Yes, yeah, this, Vayikra, with a small olive. Okay, so Vayikra, I just wanted to demonstrate. Look at this Vayikra, have a small olive. Vayikra, and the very first word in the Chumash of Vayikra, the very first parsha, the first word, the last letter in the word Vayikra has a small olive. Okay. So here, and then I'll show you something else. This is a picture. I didn't have a picture of the Torah, but this is a picture from the Devrei Hayamim. This is the Chronicles. Okay? But over here, it's just a printed, so it's not from the Torah. So you don't really have the right picture. But in the Torah, the Aleph, now the Chronicles starts with Adam. He was the first man. Then comes Shet, okay, and then Enosh, those are his children. That's the chronicles of the whole uh, Chumash that we learned, okay? So uh, we have Adam, Shet, Enosh, and uh, here, this Aleph in the Torah, now we don't have a, really a scroll in the regular shul. In some places, in some places they would have a... Uh, an actual scroll uh, for uh, the prophets and for the writings. So the Divrei Hayamim would also be in, uh, in, in a scroll form. When it is in a scroll form, that Aleph is also a large Aleph. So let's do something different over here for a minute. This is, you see, this is a picture. The, the talk that I'm going to give over now, this is a picture that the Rebbe spoke of. They have a tape of this. This was done on a weekday, right? And it wasn't a weekday. And the Rebbe tells the story about the Alter Rebbe. Now, the Alter Rebbe, you know what it means, the old Rebbe. His name was Schneer Zalman. He was the founder of Chabad. And he was very involved in the education of his grandson, whose name was Menachem Mendel, who ended up being the third Lubavitch Rebbe. Okay? So the Alter Rebbe had a very close relationship with his grandson, more than usual. Grandparents always try to have a relationship with their grandchildren. But as the story goes... The Tzemach Tzedek, Menachem Mendel, the grandson's mother, basically gave up, gave up her life so that the Rebbe can, li- can, can live. Which, by the way, talking about li- uh, living, I just wanted to dedicate today's class uh, to the uh, memory, uh, the unfortunately very uh, sad tragedy, uh, my niece's husband, my niece's husband, uh, Chaim Ben Bella. Well, 
he was coming from a um, from a, a grandson's bar mitzvah. A grandson's bris. He was coming from his grandson's bris, and on the way home, he stopped by to deliver some matzahs, and uh, unfortunately, he was hit by a car and. Uh, he lost his life, and the funeral is probably going to be tomorrow. Uh, but um, I want to dedicate this class to his memory, to Chaim, uh, and uh, my. Uh, it's Chaim Ben Bela, but it's uh, very, very uh, sad that my niece, uh, Freddy, my sister's daughter, unfortunately, she lost both of her parents and her husband now. All within uh, six months, you know. Unfortunately, it's like such a tragedy. So I want to dedicate this this, this class. So the the rabbits in Devoraleya, that was the daughter of the. That was the daughter of the uh, of the Alter Rebbe, the mother of the Tzemach Tzedek, Menachem Mendel. She gave up her life. So the she had one request to her father, uh, to the Alter Rebbe, that he should take care of her son, make sure. Uh, get him be involved in his education, which he was. So, this is a story about what happened when he entered into Cheder. Going into Cheder means when a child in the olden days turned three years old. The word Cheder means a room, but it was a room where they would teach. They didn't have no big schools or uh, fancy places. They would have a room in a house. And they put down a group of kids with a malamed, and he would teach the children. That was the uh, format, the way they used to teach. So when Menachem Mendel, the Tzamach Tzedek, the third Lubavitcher Rebbe, turned three years old, so then his grandfather, what they call him, brought him into Cheder. That was a whole procedure to bring your child to Cheder. Even today, the people do this with great fanfare. You know, we try to instill a love for Torah, for learning, for Judaism in the children, starting when they're very young. It is absolutely important to give a head start and give them a love for Yiddishkeit before they get dragged into all other kinds of uh, stuff out there which are dragging and pulling at them. So you try to give them a good sense. So we make a big to-do, and many times there is the idea of you throw candies uh, on the child, and when the child asks where the candies come from, so they say the angel Michael is throwing them. And just to make it all, the whole process... They have honey, they lick the olive base from the honey, and just to make the Torah sweet and uh, all the different kinds of things. So this happened when the Alter Rebbe was taking his grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek, to Cheder the very first time. So I want to do for you, so this was a gathering on the 13th of Tammuz, and this was told by the previous Rebbe, this is the Rebbe, of course, by his father-in-law, out of Fabrengen. So the Rebbe repeated the story, which now ended up being now the Sicha in this volume, the 17, is in the Sicha. The Rebbe, of course, talked in Yiddish. Just to give you a little bit of a picture, this person over there, are you able to see my pointer? 
Can you see my pointer when I point on the picture? Are you able yes. to see? So like this person, that man? I'm going to say uh, in a minute, okay? So his name was Rabbi Mentlik. Rabbi Mentlik was the Rosh Yeshiva uh, of 770, of Chabad. So like on my, uh, on my smicha, on my ordination, he's like also one of the signatures, right? And this one is Rabbi Tenenbaum. And, uh, and this one here is the Rebbe's brother-in-law. Remember we talked about the Rebbe's older, he, he married, he and the Rebbe married two sisters. He married the older sister, Chana, and the Rebbe married the younger sister, Chaya Mushka. And the youngest sister, unfortunately, Shana, she passed away. She was killed by the Germans. But, Yamach These are all the people, the older people. Uh, this is Rabbi Jacobson. This is Rabbi Weinberg. This is Rabbi Beryl Rifkin. This is Eliyachel Simpson. I mean, these are all these people uh, that I remember from, you know, when I was growing up. Unfortunately, none of them are out now. These are all people that are all uh, gone to the uh, eternal world. But it's interesting to see uh, that. So this is a bringing. So what I want to do now is I'll play for you a little bit the way the Rebbe tells the story. But the Rebbe tells the story in Yiddish. But I feel like this way will connect with the actual live when the Rebbe said this. Now the Rebbe said this in 5726. So this would make it in... Uh, 1966. 1966, excellent. It, this makes it 1966. So we have uh, close to uh, 50 years already, right? Uh, uh, gone since then. So here, here the, I, will, I will play to understand what the Rebbe says. Let's listen to what the Rebbe says in Yiddish. The Rebbe speaks in Yiddish. <laughs> Are you able to hear? Yes. Oh, I hear this rabbi very well, Rabbi Mahamen Alshnirson, much better than Rabbi Valasa. That you should hear that better. I'm glad. <laughs> That's a good sign. You listen. You listen. You listen to the right people. That's good. Okay. Mrs. Bryan, I'm just going to play it for a little bit. So, hopefully you catch up. Play it for a little bit. The Rebbe says that the study of Torah begins at the age of three. That's the law, in the code of law, that the study of Torah begins at the age of three. So the Rebbe says, I will give over the story about when the Tzemach Tzedek, that my father-in-law related about the Tzemach Tzedek, when he turned age three, how his grandfather brought him into the Cheder. He was very young. He relates how he was entered to the Cheder, to Torah, when he turned three years old. That's his father-in-law. The Rebbe is repeating the story of his father-in-law. 
viene da Knesai, ma da Alte Rebbe, da Vasseri Gewende, ma Knesai Litelo, ma da Norgesorke, Schemsche, Nichnas Litelo, Zazei, Chones, Rekupol, Maisim Telo. And then the, the expression is that when you bring him into Torah, then you say, just like you brought him into Torah, so you should bring him to the wedding canopy and for good deeds. Uh, today we make that blessing when a child is born. And also, but in the bris of a child you do that. But apparently also when they brought him to Cheder when he was three years old, they made that blessing as well. They made that blessing, okay? So he told him to start off, he told the teacher that the first thing he should teach the child was the portion of Ayikra. You start, you know, today we start with Breshit from the Chumash, but the right place to start with is from the actually the book of Ayikra. Why? That's based on the, Rebbe will say, based on the Medrash that says, let the pure, with children that are three-year-old, they're considered pure, and they should study the pure, which is the Korbanot. So that's why you start off. That's why the custom is to start with the portion of Ayikra. That's why we start. The Rebbe says, this is that what they taught the Tzemach Tzedek, but from that point on, he became a teacher. So that's, this is what they taught him, and then he basically took over and became, instead of being the student, he became the teacher, eventually, of course. The Rebbe so what did he ask immediately he asked his grandfather how come Vayikra has a small olive he asked him so why does it have a small olive that was, now it looks apparently they were reading it from a Torah scroll because when you read it the Chumash today I mean over there is a regular type I mean they had the printing press of then already uh, I don't know how they learned the Chumash. Maybe they uh, they learned it from a Torah scroll. Apparently that was the case because he can tell right away that there was that little olive over there uh, like we showed on the screen over here, right? Like this, like this olive over there. So, I don't know. That's what it looks like. So anyways... So first the Alter Rebbe became in a situation in where he was deeply immersed in thought from the question that his grandson asked him. And after that, he answered him. So I, I will just uh, save you the the uh, the effort over here, and let me I, I will read to you what the Rebbe said over there. So this is what uh, this is what basically I will just read through the story where he told him. So he told him like this, that the first man 
Adam Harisha. He was created by Hashem Himself. We are all created from our parents, you know, from the uh, uh, father and mother. And Hashem gives us the soul. But physically, we develop, we are created, we're brought into the world through our parents. But Adam, the first man, he was created, it says, by the hands of Hashem. And not only that, Hashem testifies about Adam, the first man, that he was smarter even than the angels that serve Hashem. Adam was even smarter than them. Okay. And therefore, what happened? He was so smart so that he knew his special advantage. He knew that he is special. He created by God himself and he's so smart. But he was overtaken by a sense of pride. And that was no good. So therefore he failed. And that's why he failed by the Eitz Hadas. He ended up eating from the tree of knowledge. On the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu also knew his greatness. Not only that Moshe Rabbeinu did not fill himself with pride, but on the contrary, it always made him a broken and subdued heart. He was very humble in his own eyes because he always would think that if it was a somebody else, another Jew who didn't, not the son of Amram, and not a seventh generation after Avram Avinu, which Moshe Rabbeinu was the seventh generation, if somebody else would have had such a high soul and such great merits of the father as Moshe Rabbeinu was privileged to have, so the other persons for sure would have been much better than he is. And that's the way Moshe Rabbeinu felt. And that is why Hashem says in the Torah that Moshe was the humblest of all human beings that are on the face of the earth. That means from every human being, any person who was around, whether he was very small, very simple in his knowledge, Moshe Rabbeinu would always measure himself up to him. And he would say, you see that person? That if that person would have had his gifted, undeserved, not through his own effort, greatness of soul and have the special privileges from his father, that person would have certainly be better than him. That was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu never took pride in knowing who he was. So the Rebbe says like this, that's what his father was telling him. In the images of the letters that Hashem gave at Sinai, there are three sizes. There are the large letters, there is the middle letters, and then there is the small letters. The Torah was written in the mid-sized letter, which means that the intention is that a person needs to be in the middle. 
And when you study Torah, you come to the level of that you become a middle. But Adam Harishain, the first man, through his own self-recognition, he failed in the chait, the sin of the Eitz Hadas. That's why there is a large aleph over there. Moshe Rabbeinu, who through his hard work and from his recognition of his self lack of worth, his humility, so he came to the highest level of humility. That's why Vayikra is written with a small aleph. Basically, it seems like when you are the small aleph seems to represent the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was extremely humble. That's why there's a small aleph. The large aleph seems to represent that Adam Harishain was uh, full of pride of his self. And that's no good. The pride led him to his downfall. And Moshe Rabbeinu is represented by his humility. Okay, so this was the story how the Alter Rebbe brought his grandson into school. Alter Rebbe brought his grandson into school. Okay, so the Rebbe asks, why was it necessary to bring in Adam altogether? I mean, basically, the Tzamach Tzedek, the child asked the question, what was the question of the child? The child asked, how come there's a small olive? That's all it. The child didn't learn yet about the big olive. He had no clue about that. Why did the Alter Rebbe have to bring in Adam? Why didn't they just tell him that Moshe Rabbeinu was a humble, he was humble and therefore he was successful? And this seems to be speaking derogatory about Adam. We're saying he was full of pride and that's why he failed. Why is the Rebbe bringing in something which speaks negatively of Adam over here? It doesn't seem to even have any clear connection to the question over here. Why did he? Why does he bring that in? Is there a Gilgal between the two? Well... Uh, probably is, but uh, I'm not sure that the Tzamach Tzedek at the time could relate to the Gilgulim. You know, he was just asking him. He could have just almost seems like he should have just told him about Moshe Rabbeinu. And why was this whole thing? And Rebbe says that the Alter Rebbe wasn't just at the point trying to answer. Uh, the child's question, but rather he was also giving him direction in his life. He took the opportunity from the question to give him a very strong message of how he should lead his life. And when we say that Adam had a big olive, that big olive in of itself Actually, we know something big represents something great. Something big 
is not negative. Something big is actually represents greatness. So the Aleph that we have by Odom, and the Rebbe brings sources of the Kabbalah that tell us that that Aleph is actually, means that he was like the level of Keter, uh, Keter in of itself, in the Maimar Lekutit Torah. So actually what the Rebbe was trying to tell him is that it is important to want to recognize one's greatness and qualities. Adam's problem was not that he knew his greatness and qualities. One needs to be aware of their special potential, their special abilities, the gifts that Hashem has gifted them, their privileges. One needs to make sure to utilize and to be tuned in to what they are able to offer to the world and to contribute. Don't hide your and run away. Don't not be aware. Be aware of what you're And that's why he brought he brings him in about Adam to tell him, listen, it's very important. Especially the Alter Rebbe knew that his grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek, is going to be somebody very great. He's going to grow up to be a big Tamil Chacham, a big Tzadik, a big Rebbe, a holy man. And he tells him, yes, you need to recognize your greatness and your qualities. But that's why, because you need to recognize your greatness and qualities, at the same time it is even more important not to allow it to bring you pride. You can't allow that to make you haughty, to bring you pride to the extent that if it does, it actually will bring you down to failure. So it's a very fine balance of being aware and being very conscientious. Before uh, I was doing the class, I was looking at a video and I see a lot of people came to the Rebbe to thank the Rebbe for his blessings and for the children that they were blessed. They attributed to the Rebbe's blessings. The Rebbe all the time says to them, it's not me, you have to thank Hashem. I'm glad that I was the agent of Hashem. Don't thank me. So, you know, it's not a sense of feeling themselves, but it is always feeling. Now, because it's so important when you're so great to have extra humility, so therefore, it wasn't just that a sense that they didn't feel haughty. But as you see, the Alter Rebbe says to him that he would compare himself to every person, and even to the people who are very simple, even people who have lack of knowledge. And he would always compare himself, he says, you see that person? If that person, you think he's a nobody. You know what? If he was and had the privileges that I have, he would be even greater than me. Why did he have to go through that extreme? Because when you have so much greatness, you have to practice humility on the extreme. And the Rebbe brings out a very interesting thought. You know, a lot of times people can allow for themselves a feeling of lack of uh, self-aggravation to feel haughty about themselves. That's something that some people can accomplish. But it's more difficult to accomplish is to feel that the other person is better than me. 
you can say, you know, listen, I'm a nobody, but the other one is even a bigger nobody than me, you know. <laughs> so you make yourself, you know, I'm not so big, but at least you know that if I'm nobody, then the other one is a bigger nobody. But to think of yourself less, and then to go at the same time and say, you know what, the other person is really special and he is great and he would be better than me. That's a real uh, testimony for the person's humility. That's why the Moshe Rabbeinu was said that was doing that. Now, people can just say that. Uh, and People can just, uh, you know, uh, but they're not feel. but when we talk about the Alter Rebbe was teaching his grandson and telling him that because you have your special qualities, Hashem has blessed you, don't let it get to your head and get overtaken by it, and that will cause you later on that you're going to fail. Be humble, be respectful, have humility, practice humility, and then you will be actually successful, you'll be able to utilize all your special gifts and qualities and put it to good use. Unfortunately, we ran out of time today, and we'll meet everybody in Mitzvah Shem next week. Probably we'll have to finish like a quarter to seven. That'll be the last year before Pesach, then we'll take a Pesach break.